everyone and welcome to another podcast. My name is Lucy Challenger. I'm the CEO of Polo and Tweed and welcome to The Voice of Luxury where today I am joined by the fabulous, beautiful and inspiring Annie Norris who is the founder of Pure Studios in Hereford. Annie, hello, how are you? Hi Lucy, I'm good. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. In this weird and weird time that we find ourselves in yet again, but we'll get into that in a bit. Um, now, Annie, for everyone that's tuning in that perhaps don't follow you on Instagram or don't know the type of things you do professionally, maybe you could bring us up to speed with your amazing career today and, and how you got into it. Uh, so I'm a pole dancer. Um, I started pole dancing when I was quite young. I was 15. Um, I hated anything fitness sport related at school. I always had a headache when it was time for PE class. And then I saw this advertised in a local paper and I thought I'd give it a go. It sounded a bit, um, a bit different, a bit sexy. You know, at 15, you just started to have those feelings and I was like, I'm gonna give this a go. Uh, so that's why I started to pole dance in the first place. Um, and then I just carried on and on. I took a gap year, I was gonna go to university. So I decided to take a gap year. And during that gap year, my pole dancing teacher actually moved away. So there was nobody within 50, 60 mile radius teaching anything like this. So I thought, you know what? I'll, I'll hire a hall, I'll teach a few classes and then I'll go to uni. Uh, how, 15, 16 years on, I've not gone to uni, so <laughs> I stuck with it. <laughs> I'm still at my gap year. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, you know, for people perhaps tuning in and listening to this that don't know what pole dancing or pole fitness is, you know, I mean, what is it? I mean, are you, are you basically, is it lap dancing or I mean, what, what is it for those listening in that can only imagine it in sort of a gentleman's club situation? Okay, so it's anything from gentlemen's club to almost Olympics and everything in between. So essentially, um, some people call it pole fitness. So you can come along, you can come in your leggings and trainers and uh, just a t-shirt and you can come and learn to climb the pole, go upside down, obviously after a while, um, spin around it, those kind of things. Or if you're thinking maybe you just want to find your sexuality feel a little bit more like you um, or explore those kind of feelings, you can wear your eight inch uh, stripper shoes and you can come into a, into a class with a little thong on and you can dance around the pole and then that side of it as well. Um, so it can be whatever you want it to be. Although I, most classes you, in fact, pretty much every class you go to, don't worry if you wanted to go for pole fitness, you're not gonna walk into the same class with someone in a thong with your teacher telling you to grind around a pole. It, normally these classes are all separate and you choose which one you want to do. Okay, I see, that makes sense. And so what sort of people come and take your classes? I mean, is there a specific demographic of person? Only women? I mean, who, who's coming to learn this type of amazing acrobatics around the pole? So anything from um, eight years old to 80 years old, any gender or gender fluid, uh, it, it's really interesting because when I first set up my business, I was always told like, have your ideal client in mind, which we all do, right? Um, and I would say the majority of my customers are um, women above the age of 25, under 50, um, that just wanna come and do something a little bit naughty. Um, but actually we do kids classes as well. We don't 
obviously I just need to say this, we don't teach any of the sexy or sensual side to anybody under the age of 18, right. just, just in case anyone is concerned about that. Um, and our oldest client was 80. She came uh, as part of a hen party and had a go. Um, and so, yeah, it really is suitable for, for anyone, but I'd say majority females, yeah. um, sort of mid thirties, yeah. yeah. I've actually found, I, I started teaching when I was uh, 19 and actually my client basis has grown with me. So when I was 19, I had a lot more young women come along and now I'm in my thirties. Most of them are kind of mid thirties as well. That's the, <laughs> just, Sorry. They've grown with you during your, your exploration of this world. So you mentioned earlier sort of almost the Olympics. So, I mean, is there a competitive element to your sport or, or your, you know, the pole, pole dancing? Do people compete? Yes, so there are competitions, again, from anything called um, Dance Filthy, which you can imagine is like the more sexy side, there are competitions in that, all the way to the World Pole Sports or International Pole Championships. Um, my, I myself uh, <laughs> got through to the finals of the International Pole Championships, that was in Australia in 2018, wow. so that was um, 10 females in the industry across the world got through to the final. So that was quite cool. Um, so yeah, people take competitions very, very seriously. And there's anything from the amateur style competitions all the way up to the people where it is their full-time job and they have trained six days a week for that specific competition. Wow. So, I mean, much like a professional gymnast, I mean, what's your training regime like? I mean, if, you're, if you're entering these sort of world famous competitions, what, what's a daily, like you know what's your daily routine in terms of your workouts and your fitness are you just on the pole for like eight hours or are you doing complementary training I mean how do you approach all of that um so it is really different and actually depending on what competition I've entered my training regime changes depending on what competition I'm training for so when I did the world uh, championships I took it quite seriously I trained five days a week um forced myself to have two rest days but during those rest days I did a lot of um mental focus towards the competitions put mood boards together on pinterest things like that design costumes makeup i was kind of living it all the time because it was quite a serious competition training wise um you've got to be careful you don't overtrain um but also it's very difficult to cross train running up to a competition you don't really want to start um you know carrying on at the gym doing things like that because it can interfere with your actual pole training uh, before that, it's it's really good idea to cross train. Mm -hmm. uh, but running up to a competition, you want to run your piece between two and four times a day, which to somebody that doesn't know pole dancing, you think, oh, three and a half minute routine, two or three times a day. Oh, it doesn't sound like much. It's the adrenaline and you're not just performing these moves uh, technically, you're performing them uh, with your stage presence. Every little bit of energy goes into that. So it can actually be quite tiring. Yeah, I can imagine. And, and I mean, you talk about overtraining. So have you have you faced injuries? I mean, were you is did you have to go through that and then find ways to, to deal with that and not let it happen again, like any professional athlete would go through? Yeah, I've ne I'm, I'm gonna say I'm lucky I've never injured myself running up to a competition. That's purely though, because um, I know I'm a procrastinator. So when I say you run it four times a day, I'll be twice a day for me. Uh, so I, d I don't have to worry about overtraining. Um, but a lot of people do injure themselves, not with my studio because I'm there training with them. So any of my students that want to compete, I'm there training with them. 
also I'd say when you're a student, you don't get the opportunity to run that four times a day, maybe four times a week, because you've got your normal job and your family, and then this is like a hobby on the side. So yeah, yeah so. we don't we don't get many injuries at the studio, um, but I do know some pole professionals that do injure themselves before competitions. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, anything that you're doing to um, you know elite an elite level, you're going to ultimately put strain on your body when it's when it's a physical task, as it were. Yes, and the the, the top level competition. So there's a competition called World Pole Sports. Um, I think that's its name. It um, the the things that they are doing in that competition is insane so we're talking backflips off the top of the pole um cat recat flips on the pole and recatching kind of things you would see in Cirque du Soleil yeah. and I cannot imagine the toll that has on your body yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean it's dangerous right I mean you watch you mentioned Cirque du Soleil you watch an aerial silk artist at the top of their silks and I mean if you slip and fall you, you're, you're going to die I mean there must be that element of risk for the, for the elite professionals not those just coming to have fun in, in your classes but that there is that you know you're taking your life literally into your own hands yeah I remember watching a competition called pole art a few years ago and there was a, a guy in the male category um and he did this flip off the top of the pole and me and my husband were watching and I watched him land and I just thought, oh, and he jumped straight back up. And I just thought, oh, was that right? Was that right? He, he That looked slightly off, but he bounced, literally bounced straight back up again um, and carried on. And he actually released a statement afterwards saying he was at the top of the pole, it didn't feel right. Um, and he had promised his wife before that competition he would not do the flip if it didn't feel right and he went ahead and did it and very very nearly caused himself a bad injury so wow, wow. gosh yeah no that's yeah. <laughs> intense yeah yeah no absolutely so you you've obviously you talk about first doing it at 15 and then you know starting to teach at 19 you've been in this industry for for, for a long time now um what makes you want to get up every day and enter a new competition or teach your students what what inspires you about the work you do um, this is a really blanket statement, but it's passion. Um, I remember when I first started my studio, I had a lot of people who were just concerned saying, pole dancing is a bit of a fad. Do you maybe take your personal training qualification alongside so you can be a personal trainer or this or that? Um, and it's grown and grown and grown. Um, and I think about this a lot because during COVID, it would be really easy to close down the studio because we can't physically go in. Um, but it's the passion I have got. A, I sometimes joke with people. I'm like, is it a passion or is it Stockholm syndrome with this? Like, I'm not sure anymore. Like, am I just, am I just, um, the pole owns me now. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's passion. It's passion for teaching. It's passion for helping people grow, watching them become more confident um, and passion for physically teaching the technicalities of pole as well yeah. Um, but yeah I know that sounds like an airy fairy thing to say just passion no, no, no. but it 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 really is really is yeah no, that's really that, no it's lovely and you know at the end of the day Covid has taught us that passion and and what is life about really and and you've got to have these things these dreams these fun things you can do so you know if someone was listening to this and and obviously the comp competitive side is something that's for the professionals you know this is your job this is what you do but if someone's listening to this and thinking I'd really like to try it you know I don't want to compete but you know I'd, I'd like to give it a go what would be your advice about 
having a go where do they start do they do they just google it i mean where do you find a good studio or maybe not a great studio how do you approach that um so i always if you if you think you want to give it a go do it just i think if one covid has taught us one thing it's like life is very short like this is not a dress rehearsal if you want to try something do it because we're all closed now and you know we're sitting in our houses thinking oh I wish I'd try pole dancing for example um so just try it google it um remember there if you don't like your first class try a different studio um I would personally recommend going to somewhere with experience it's not saying that um people that are new to teaching aren't good they're probably absolutely fantastic it's just that from my experience, the people who have been industry in the industry a little bit longer know how to make you feel even more comfortable with what you're doing. Because it is, it is quite a scary thing. Um, walking, it's scary walking into a Pilates class for the first time by yourself, sure. right? Let alone a pole dancing class where you think, oh, do I need to look a certain way? Do I need to be sexy? Or you won't need to do any of that, by the way. You just be <laughs> you. But just, yeah give it a go and remember if that studio doesn't suit you try somewhere else as well yeah yeah no and i think that's a really important point that you're making that you know i think too often we we cast judgment on things right we we think like i said earlier we assume that if you pole dance that means you're taking your clothes off for money and that's your profession whereas your world is is so vast and there's so many clearly women and men just having fun getting to know their bodies you know it's a physical activity so anything you do that empowers you physically is going to be good good for your mind in the long run um and and i i totally get that place in it i mean you must have seen lots of funny things through teaching you must have witnessed unusual things happening in competitions are there any stories you can share with us about anything unusual or funny or anything that you know you'd be happy to share with our listeners <laughs> actually we talked about this a little bit before so i've been thinking about this one for about a week and i this is really disappointing i'm gonna disappoint you i can't think of anything stand out but everyday pole dancing teacher um expect to be hit in the face. Now, let me describe what I mean by that. So <laughs> explain what I mean by that. You're spotting someone in a move and you say, don't let go. Um, and then they panic and let go. Like I had a, a girl let go and her arm pinged off and slapped me across the face. And you just have to be like, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, I was spotting another girl in a, in a kind of cartwheel move. Uh, her toe ended up in my mouth. Um, so that was <laughs> disgusting. That was about six years ago, and I still remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> um, so it's just lots of little things. Um, it, but if you ever go to a pole dancing class and you get embarrassed by something you've done, don't worry, we've seen it a thousand times before. It's, it's it just everything oh okay here's a good one actually I hadn't thought of this so we do our annual showcase every year we um we hire our local theatre and we sell out there which is pretty good there's about 500 tickets we sell um we have a guy who comes to our classes um and he's also a drag queen so one of his performances he was dressed fully in drag fully taped everything okay so <laughs> he doesn't move he's so proud of his performance his mum his dad everyone sat in the front row his gran they're all so excited to see him and he does this move called a reverse grab which is essentially a 
great big spin around the pole, legs into a big V shape um, as he twists upside down. It's incredible. And as he did this, bearing in mind, it's all being filmed, ready to put onto download for everyone. As he did this, uh, the tape failed him um, and out popped his uh, testicles either side of his G string. <laughs> I think is the politest way to say it. <laughs> mom and his grand was oh yes oh i mean that's still fantastic the move bless him um oh, well you know you we know, still talk about that live performances things go wrong you know i'm sure rupaul <laughs> had something to say about that but you know exactly commend him for getting up there and having a go and being true to himself and his passion and just you know doing it so exactly you know why not so exactly. Annie, when, when you're not you know when you're not training when you're not working which is obviously a lot of your time what are you doing in your free time? Are you, you know, trolling the internet in terms of, you know, looking through YouTube, looking at all the amazing videos and looking at all the different new trends, et cetera, in your industry? I mean, what do you do for downtime? What do you enjoy doing? Um, Pre-COVID, um, downtime, I love to travel. I love whale watching. You get to go out on a boat for six hours, no signal on your phone. Oh, it's bliss. <laughs> um, the last time I went was Canada a couple of years ago and I saw orca whales, which has been my dream for a long time. So that was amazing. Um, now we're sort of stuck inside a lot more. It's obviously I can't go whale watching Hereford. There's not any beaches or anything like that around here. Um, so I like to spend time with my husband and my dogs. I have two little sausage dogs. Um, and this again sounds really lame and ever since I started pole dancing everyone told me I should not do this uh, I really like to pole dance Lucy <laughs> so I spend so much of my time teaching it and training it and seeing what's new and blah 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 that actually especially during Covid it's amazing I've got to go into the studio and I've got to train for me I've got to dance and flow with no expectations no uh, planning for classes and it's really ignited my, my passion again for why I do it for me. So that's been good. I was always warned, you know, when you do a business, make sure you you don't just have your hobby as your business and blah, blah, blah. But actually, it's worked out pretty well for me. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I, yeah, just like normal people, Netflix, watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just try and relax. But you understand this as you sit and relax and you watch something that sparks an idea for something to do with your business or a new business or, yeah. or something um so yeah. covid is has given me the confidence while the studio has closed although we're running online um i've had more time to focus on um, a couple of other projects that have been on the back burner for years and maybe i haven't quite had the confidence to push forward with them yeah um yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm going to talk to that. about COVID in a bit more detail in a moment. But I just wanted to jump back momentarily to the comment you made earlier about the fact that you didn't finish university, your life became university in the sense that you're still studying, you're still learning, you're still growing. And I think, you know, a lot of people come to, to my business and, and train, you know, they want to develop their skills in a specific area, they want to become better housekeepers, better butlers, you know, better silver service, whatever it is. And it's a physical skill, right, to, to be a good housekeeper, you have to have the skill set to do it. So how much emphasis, obviously, your life has become training, you know, you're constantly training, you're constantly evolving. But how much emphasis do you put on that initial education through learning to be an instructor? You know, how much do you think you should keep doing now to, to make you 
as successful as you have become? As much as you can and as you're interested in. So um, I do at least one certification a year, at least. Okay. Um, I'm constantly going to other workshops in movement, pole, um, dance, lots of different things. I'm always learning. I feel if you, you will always get something from a certification or a workshop, always. Even if that thing is, I wouldn't do it like that. That's okay. Um, I think if you become stagnant and unwilling to learn from other people and grow, um, you will you will just stop growing yourself. Yeah, sure. that didn't really make sense. But as in, no, 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 it does. You've got you've got to keep learning. I know a lot of people that've been in the industry a long time. They think, well, they know it all. I, I think that's really ignorant. You, there might be someone that's been pole dancing. Oh, so an example. So I'm just going to jump around. The example I remember teaching someone just before COVID hit a private lesson. She'd been pole dancing for around nine months. And she just did a transition by mistake. And I was like, oh, that's good. That's great. I'm going to make a note of that. And I'm going to work on that. And she was like, oh, really? Like, yeah. Like, just because someone's been doing something for a short amount of time doesn't mean they don't have a great idea. Yeah. Um, so it's just to keep learning from everything around you, whether that's an actual written certification or you're taking a workshop from another professional or just keeping your eyes peeled on everything around you. Yeah, and I think that's a really fair point because you could do a training even if it's not specifically directly related to what you do. And how other people teach, how other people even just teach their the lesson subject that they're doing is going to give you yourself skills as a teacher. And, and it's yeah. that continual professional development that should never really stop. I mean, my, my grandfather, who's 98, he, he he continued learning after he retired. He he did his studies, he did a law degree, now he's doing a theology degree, he's done an accountancy degree. Like he kept going because he believed that his brain needed that to stay alive. And you know, he's 98. So I think it shows what you're doing is is just right because you're constantly allowing that brain, that huge muscle and you know, sparking of ideas. And in turn, it it, it impacts your own business. But, you know, with COVID, the world changed and you're teaching something physical. You need potentially equipment with with the pole. Um, I mean, you must have had to suddenly put new things into place. How did COVID affect you and, and what are you doing now with it? OK, yeah, so COVID was tough because sorry, Frank has come to say hello. Um, COVID is, was tough because we have marketed ourselves as a pole and aerial school. So the silks, trapeze and pole equipment. Um, not something we highly recommend getting in your own home for lots of reasons, safety and safety being the main one. Um, and then suddenly it was closed. Uh, and, and how are we supposed to run our business, which we sell on only coming to the studio suddenly remotely? Um, so we uh, branched out and um, taught flexibility, mobility, mobility, sorry, um, strength and conditioning specifically for pole and aerial okay. and then th that was great uh, and we've we're still doing that um but actually it gave me a real opportunity to have a think about why i teach pole and my main reason is to help and i say females majority but obviously males are welcome as well um help them find their confidence um their sensuality and um, sometimes their sexuality in the respect of feeling sexual as well. So I actually branched out and started teaching more kind of confidence classes. Okay. So I teach them twice a week at the moment. Um, 
and the feedback from that has been incredible and I get 20 40 people weekly per class on that one so while our stretch classes have 10 the confidence classes have a lot more um and that's something I've wanted to do for years is really branch out to that side of things and uh COVID hit and I was like well, I'm just going to do this you know if two people turn up it doesn't matter you can always like the best thing you can always like say oh yeah everyone else hasn't turned up live today they're waiting for the recording you know no one knows you can you can save face if you want to um so yeah that, that's great so we do all of the kind of physical stretch mobility strength conditioning side of things and then me personally um i teach all of the confidence flow central side of stuff i love that i love that because you know covid has had such a major impact on all our lives and you know we we see people in financial hardships we see people's mental health affected mm -hmm. you know it's devastating because we literally our lives changed pretty much overnight and is still happening now you know we're back in another national lockdown so you know this this you know autonomy and, and power you give to these people to, to allow them to express themselves even if it's just having that five minutes per day for themselves you know to, to be to be selfish and just be think about yourself for a moment is so important to mental health because we spend so much time thinking about others and how we can you know affect others and help others often with our life with our work with our families we, we don't often take stock and think about ourselves so you know, is there things you, you've put in place? Obviously you've talked about this confidence boosting and, and this sensuality side of things that you're teaching and, and inviting people to join you with, but what else do you do to help with your sort of your own mental health during this, this process of COVID that struck us all? Um, so I have, um, first of all, time made myself a timetable um, because in the first national lockdown, I, I found that I was uh, running on probably just anxiety. I was getting up at 6 a.m. and making sure I work out and stretch. And I was doing certifications and teaching and blah, blah, blah. And I felt very productive. But looking back at that time, that was run on adrenaline. Sure. Um, and so I learned relatively quickly that I need to timetable my day timetable a lunch break because when you're working at home that's that's very easy yeah. to just go and grab something and, and not really stop sure. um not work on sunday which is ridiculous because what even is sunday <laughs> in a lockdown but i think it's important that you uh well for me anyway i've made sure i um timetable myself and um, have times where i'm definitely not working um I feel like a proper wife as well. My husband still goes to work, so I have dinner ready for when he comes home. What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> but I've also taken up baking as well, which is great. Um, that's really fun. Um, so yeah, just making time for yourself. That sounds like such a, make time for yourself, but physically so timetable something for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a hundred percent is I, I'm totally with you. And, you know, it's just about taking that time out from your normal routine and saying, this is for me now. I'm going to do this, be it, you know, join one of your classes or, you know, do a session, whatever it is, you know, just um, sing, sing in the shower for 20 minutes, you know, like do something that makes you feel good. And, and then it helps with all of that. And also, I think as well, if you're going to watch, if you're going to watch a TV program, watch a TV program, put your phone down. Because... I just find that 
a lot of us are watching TV. It's on in the background. We're on our phones. I don't know. You want to do your nails at the same time. So it's, we kind of, yeah. it's about teaching yourself to focus again. Um, but so, focus for something that you enjoy because somebody like yourself, you can focus on your work. That's not a problem. You know, that's all, all good. You start working. But as soon as it comes to your downtime, you might find that you've not focused on what it is you want to achieve during your downtime that that achievement might be that you want to relax which you won't do if you're on your phone for example so yeah 100% with you and so the point that I was having a conversation with with Ben my husband the other day about it and I said we watch tv or a movie and we're on our phones so now what we do is we watch foreign movies and foreign tv because you're watching something with subtitles if you go on your phone even for a second you completely lost the plot and you don't know what's happening so basically we're now watching korean we're watching japanese we're watching all the foreign stuff on netflix and it's fabulous because you get immersed in this other culture so that's my top tip for people listening who want to get off their phone is actually uh, a great (laughs) idea that is really good watch foreign tv um so we're going to do a quick fire question round um so you haven't prepared for this you don't know it's coming i'm going to say two words Say the word that you feel most drawn to. Don't think about it. Um, you can give me an explanation as to why, or you can just literally say the word. Okay, so for example, I might say cats or dogs, and you would say? Dogs. Yeah, <laughs> Guess that from <laughs> Okay, so ready, let's go. Morning or night? Morning. Cartier or Tiffany? Cartier? (laughs) (laughs) Netflix or party? Netflix. Fish or chips? Uh, Chips. Pole or circus? Pole. Brad or Angelina? Angelina. Rain or sun? Sun. Sea or swimming pool? Sea. Fast or slow? Oh, slow. Chanel or Gucci? I'm going to go Chanel. (laughs) Sweet or savoury? Sweet. Eggs or bacon? Bacon. Britney or Madonna? Britney. Gold or silver? Silver, yeah. Today or tomorrow? Oh, today. Nice. Love it. Thank you. (laughs) So Annie, I mean, I could speak to you literally all day because I love you. I find your subjects, your your conversations fascinating. I love hearing about your life and and you are such an inspiration to to women and to men who just want to, you know, get in touch with their bodies, try something, be at one with themselves and have a really good time doing it. You know, have fun, enjoy life, because as you said earlier, life is short and COVID has really taught us that. So I think before we, we sort of say goodbye, I just wondered, you know, what do you believe it takes in life to succeed? What is it about the journey of life? And, you know, what is what is behind success and, and what's it all about? Uh, so the most important thing I've learned is define success and define failure. Okay. Because if you don't do that, you're never going to succeed. Um, I have started to define failure as um, not giving something a go. That's really helped me um, because... I now know that if I don't try something, that's a little bit of a failure, but if I try it and it goes wrong, I tried. And so I gave it a go, I put everything into it. And the same with success, we never 
put a definition on that. And so we're always chasing something um, which we might not ever get to because we, we don't know what it is. So therefore, if we haven't put a marker on what success is, a lot of us always feel like we fail. So define those two things. Um, and I know this sounds a bit airy-fairy, but try and find just something that makes you happy every single day, just a little tiny thing, whether that's a flower, the sun shining, your, your partner smiling, whatever it is, make sure you find something um, that makes you happy every single day. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's a very true statement we should we should all live our lives by. So I hope everyone listening has really enjoyed today and um, my conversation with Annie, because I know I have. So for those of you listening in that are now going to go and find Annie on Instagram, please do, because she her, her Instagram is amazing. You can find her Annie, Annie Norris Pole on her Instagram. And you can also find her studio Instagram, which is Pure Studio Hereford. Of course, you can find out her main website, which is pure-studios.co.uk, but definitely go and look at her Annie Norris poll Instagram, follow her. Her stories every day are amazing. You will feel like you're part of the community. And now that we can access your courses from around the world, you know, wherever you are, we're from Brazil to Los Angeles to Australia, you know, you might have to get up at two o'clock in the morning, but it's worth it to join Annie's classes. So Annie, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure to speak to you and hear about your amazing life and thank you thanks for having me lucy it's nice to see you again and yeah thank you for having me i've really enjoyed it thanks